Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back. Welcome back to Buy the Cover podcast. Yeah, we're so excited. Uh, I think that we say that every time. I don't think the excitement ever will go away. Do you? No, it won't. No. We're super stoked. Uh, Last week was like an official launch for us. Yes. So we're a couple episodes in, if you're listening to this one. But it's been a lot of fun. It has. I feel like the more... um, the more episodes we record, the better we feel and the better we sound. So thank y'all for hanging on for the first couple. <laughs> <laughs> and they do get more entertaining. I assure you of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have some some good laughs. Oh, so, yeah. Um, we are covering Ugly Love by the Colleen Hoover. The Colleen Hoover. Man, she is like taking the world by storm. She really is. She is like... You know what though, I love her, um, but some people don't. Yeah, and there's some haters. <laughs> yeah, I think that there may be like a hit face Facebook group, like a hit list for her, <laughs> where they're like, "Oh, we hate Coho." <laughs> I know, I know. How dare they? I I'm a fan. I am too. I've read several of her books, um, and as I've started reading more often now. Um, I think that I, I find authors that are similar to her that I also enjoy. So she's one of my favorites. I agree with that. I, um, you know, Ugly Love was the first book I read last fall that got me back into reading. Really? Yeah. So thanks, Coho, for that. Appreciate it, you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate ya. <laughs> uh, I loved this book it made me feel a whole bunch of emotions and so this was my first contemporary romance that got me really into this genre and I I just fell in love with it um I even reading this for the second time felt every single emotion that I felt the first time that I read it oh yeah it was really good you know hmm just diving well for hang on let's 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 look at the goodreads first so goodreads is 4.13 stars mm-hmm. and they ha- and she has 1.3 million ratings of this book and 100,000 reviews 1 million ratings 1. 1.3 1. 1.3 don't forget those threes girl oh yeah that's 300,000 right there. <laughs> 1.3 million people have read this book. That's crazy to me. Right? Or there's some haters. Well, I there, mean, there are. For it, could, sure. it could be some haters in there. Yeah, but you don't get to 4.13 stars with a bunch of haters. That's true. Well, Very true. Let me see. So I. There's only a few one stars. 
There's only a few real true blue haters. And you know what? I bet that they didn't even give this like the opportunity that it needed. You know what? Sometimes, Brittany, I feel like people look into into books too much. Like I'm like, first of all, it's fiction and it's a book. Stop looking into it so much. Yeah. Just read it and enjoy yeah. it and stop hating. Yeah. Don't hate. <laughs> Just appreciate. <laughs> what is this second grade? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like some of the reviews are like, um, F you miles, which <laughs> I totally agree with on that one. Right. Um, For part of the book anyway. But like some of them is like, I literally cried. And then I'm like, oh yes, this is going to be a good review. And then she was like, from the boredom. And I'm like, it was not boring. No. Like, what are you reading that makes you feel like Coho is boring? I know. What kind of misery is in your life that does not, like, that that makes you act out in violence like this against Coho? Look at this rating. Look at this review. It says, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but she rated it five stars. It says, holy crap on a cracker. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It says, um, my heart is perfectly broken. I don't think I took a breath the whole time. What did you do to me, Colleen? <laughs> I see that one. And it's written in all caps I know. of all things. She is uh, yelling. <laughs> that is too funny. Um, okay, so I I love this book. I um, too. I think that it is one of her better books that... Deals with things, but I don't know. There were some ick moments, I guess, um, for me, but I got over it because it's Coho, man. Mm-hmm. I think an ick for me was uh, in Miles' younger years when he just kept repeating, Rachel, 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 <laughs> Rachel. Especially listening Bro, to the audio. <laughs> I listened to it on audio me my too. first time, and I was like, what the f- <laughs> French toast is going on here. And then when I actually read the book book, I'm like, oh, it's poetry. <laughs> I felt like so stupid. Like this guy is obsessed. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I was like, oh man. <laughs> what is going on here? Especially if you read it like faster, like in 1.5 speed on audiobooks, like Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> I bet that was hilarious. I listened to it on like normal speed because I wanted to enjoy it. I had like, I remember, this is how much I love this book. My original reading of this book was an audiobook, and I listened to it in one day mm-hmm. and I savored every moment of it and it made me feel every emotion. I was happy. I laughed. By the way, Cap is like my favorite character. I know. Um, I felt like despair. I felt disgust. Mm-hmm. And then I cried. And it was like an ugly cry. Like like ugly love. Like ugly love. Like <laughs> think Kim Kardashian ugly cry. Oh. That was how I was sobbing uncontrollably. I was like, why am I like this? What is going on? <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> but that's why I think I, I love it. And that's why I recommend it to people whenever they're talking about, oh, contemporary romance. What do I read? Colleen, Don't, baby. Colleen. Colleen, girl. Mm-hmm. She's where it's at. 
She show is. Um, another thing that made me laugh about Cap was that what was that one line? He was like, "Hope I didn't just shit myself or whatever." <laughs> he, like waddled off to the bathroom. It was, it was in one of the first first chapters. He goes, "I think I just pissed myself." Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and it was like so off guard. And then when Tate is having that like super serious conversation. And she's talking about how, like, she loves Miles or how she thinks that she's falling in love. And he was like, hey, did I tell you about that time I uh, found a dead body on the third floor? Right? <laughs> He's like, like er, never mind. <laughs> Skirt. Uh, it, it, his comedic relief was definitely necessary in this book. Oh, absolutely. Just to lighten it up for sure. Right. Um, <laughs> how did you I, feel? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I loved him. I did, too. He was definitely a hoot. Um, so how did you feel about the whole dynamic between Miles and Tate? What do you think? Tate's a little bitch. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she did not stand up for herself. No, she, no. And that was what my thing was, is like, I don't know. I'm, she I'm, recognized that she did not stand up for herself. And I get that. And I get that we sometimes feel like we can fix people and I'm glad that she gave Miles a chance. I'm glad that she worked on his issues and helped him kind of come out of where he was at, but she didn't set boundaries. And that's why I said that she's a little bitch. Like you didn't set boundaries. You at least need to have some sort of boundaries when you go into a relationship or it can be, Friends with benefits, but just know that you're going to get screwed over at the end and not in a good way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I felt like she definitely set herself up for what happened. For sure. She set herself up for it because I'm like, you came into this with more expectations than he did. So, of course, you're going to get your heart broken because... And he told you up front. Right. He told you that he was damaged and don't expect a future and don't ask about his past. Right. But props to her for sticking around because it paid off. It did pay off. Yeah, so I think with her sticking around, it it did very much pay off. Um, But also, it's like, I think that this is where people are like, oh, one star. Because it's not like, it could, it's not real, like, life. Absolutely, yeah, no. Because Miles would not just instantly come out of, out of his years of being messed up. He wouldn't just go and be like... Oh, I'm cured all of a sudden. That would take years of, like, therapy, therapy, like, intense therapy. Right. I agree. Um, But, again, it's a book, and we read books to escape reality. Right. So, I'm totally okay with that. Oh, me too. This was, this is, like, my favorite book for the longest. Like, it's still one of my favorites. However, 
It's probably my top five. Yeah. No. Definitely top five. Def. I would good. I would so agree with that. And you know what? I was one like, you know, all of Colleen Hoover's covers uh, reflect something in the story. You can't always tell what at first. Yeah. But it literally shattered my heart when I flipped it over when I was done and I closed the book and I saw on the cover that there was bubbles like water. I was like, <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Like this was like jaw on the floor. Like I, I think I was pretty naive back then because I hadn't read a lot in like years. And so I was like, <gasps> like no idea, you know, but oh. now I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I, you know, I have to say that I don't think that I've read a book recently, like within the past couple of years, that has shattered me like this book has. <clears throat> and I don't I don't usually use that word just because meh, it's a book. Yeah. But man, I had such a book hangover from it and it was because my heart was like destroyed. Me too. Me too. For him, <clears throat> I was just like, can you imagine? No, I couldn't. I could not. Also, mm, I don't know. I just, mm, I feel for him because that is horrible, horrific, yeah. horrific. And I mean, I don't, I can't blame him for not, you know, wanting to to get something, you know, into something serious. But I don't know. I'm like, you can't just shut yourself off from love forever. Yeah, that would have been a miserable life for him. He was, like, celibate for, like, six years. I know. And you know what? Could you imagine that? No. <laughs> and the second part is, this happened to him so young. Yeah, he was just out of like, high what, school. Like, what, 18? Yeah. And when this takes place, oh, goodness. Let me flip back to in my book. He was, like... With the the, the current day, I think he was 20, 24, 25? Um, or, goodness. Hold on. I know it says it in here. I'm flipping to that page. Hold on. That's okay. <laughs> he's 25. Yeah. He's still young. He's a, he, Yeah, he's a baby. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be 28 this year, and I can't imagine three years ago something like, I mean, beyond that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine myself going through these emotions at this this age. I can't imagine 10 years ago. Well, and you're not developed at that point whenever you're 18 years old. No. You know, how, how do you deal with a death of a child at that age? You don't. You end up like Miles and you're alone and think you need to be miserable for the rest of your life. Well, thank you, Tate, for yeah. fixing him. Thanks for pulling him up out of the out of his slump he was in. Right. What did you think about, like, the supporting characters? Like who specifically? Like Corbin and Ian and Um Corbin kind of got on my nerves a little bit. He was kind of a hypocrite. Um, because Tate mentioned that he sleeps around a lot, but then he was mad that her and Miles were sleeping together. I'm like, because mm. it's his little sister. I know, but <laughs> like if you're gonna be doing that, don't don't come over here. Like you stay over there. <laughs> Or out wherever you're at. I love the fact that he punched Miles. Yeah, and Miles <laughs> didn't even do anything back. That just shows how good of a guy he is. Yeah. I'm glad that he's a good guy now. I, I did not. Like, I liked him throughout the book as in, like, he was a good character. Right. But I didn't like his actions towards Tate. I thought that 
He was very, very self-centered. He was self-centered, and he was very wishy-washy. Right. Like, one minute you could tell he's, like, starting to break down, like, he break down the wall, and then the next minute he's, like, no. Like, keeping her at arm's length. And I'm, like, wait. Did you notice, <clears throat> speaking of that, did you notice how, like, several times they, like, slammed the door in each other's faces? Uh, Yeah, I remember that from the first, like, couple of chapters whenever she got up and... Because he was like, what's going on or whatever. Throughout, like, so this is one thing that I think Coho did really, really well. Is that throughout the book, they are, like, literally slamming doors in each other's faces. And, or slamming doors whenever they leave. And that's a very good, and I don't usually dive this deep into books. Like, I love it for, like, the story and the whimsicalness and, and whatever, the love story. But this one, I was like, you know, there's, like, really good symbolism there it's Mm -hmm. like people are putting up walls and those doors slamming are like the physical aspects of that right i thought that that was good she did a good job with that yeah she did she really did somehow sometimes i wonder how these authors come up with these stories like is there an ounce of truth to them well not only that but i'm like how do you you have a wild imagination like (laughs) right i don't know i wish that i could write books like coho me too I would love to just sit Be in an my author. house and write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not real life. So we'll just sit here and talk about them. <laughs> it's more fun. <laughs> what did you think about whenever it first started off um, about Thanksgiving? Super awkward, um, especially whenever her dad catches them in the kitchen. <laughs> and they think that he's gay. Oh yes, and then he's like, "Well, you're not gay." <laughs> Take go to bed, <laughs> right? But can you imagine? That would be awkward. I mean, she's of age, so it's. I like, mean, she is, but it's like you're sitting there making out with this dude that, like, your brother's friend, and you're yeah. like, oh, like what? it's an elephant in the room now. Because <laughs> Corbin still didn't know. No. But dad did. I wonder how he didn't realize it. Because, you know, do you remember when they were on their way to Thanksgiving and he was, like, caressing her foot because her feet were, like, I think up? he was a – Corbin had slept. Oh. Remember? Because he said, I work – he – Miles said, since you worked or, all night, oh, I'll yes. drive. Yeah. Okay. And then he said, you can drive back. Okay. Yeah. I was like, man, how did how did they not catch on to that? I don't – I guess I forgot sneaky, that. sneaky snake. <laughs> that is a very good way to describe them i'm glad i can make you laugh yes all the time how did you feel um about rachel throughout the story you know i really felt for her um i can't i felt kind of bad for her um, you know, putting myself in her shoes, I'm not, it's hard to say, you know, until you're in a position like that, but I can't imagine like it being Miles's fault that something happened to my day old child. Like, I think I would literally just lose it. Yeah. Like, and I totally respect the, f- I was very sad whenever she left and went back to New Mexico or Phoenix or whatever. But, yeah, it was Phoenix, not New Mexico, Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, I was very sad 
Um, cause you know, they were, they were truly like in love. I felt like, yeah, but I definitely can understand why she couldn't stick around because I could not. I think that her emotional intelligence was way, way beyond her years at that point because, and maybe this is just me reading into it, but learning whenever a towards the end of the book, whenever Miles goes and visit her, visits her in present day, I think that she really knew that, like, her being there was also going to destroy him. Yeah. I think that she had an idea that them together just was not going to work. Yeah. And so I didn't, I wasn't mad even when I found out that she left. I was like, I would have probably done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, they had been together for Better part of a year, yeah. I guess. Right. It was very sad. And I also, um, I thought it was super crazy. Like, what are the odds that they meet in the office, Rachel and Miles, and then they go home and they're like, oh, hello, stepbrother. Like, oh, shit. Where did that come from? Right? I, I was so frustrated with that whole ordeal with the dad until you figure out that hey they had already discussed that they were gonna get divorced yeah and then the cancer hit and stuff like that so like at that point I kind of admired him for for staying with um Miles's mom but also you were still like messing around on her you I mean yeah yeah I mean and that's true because like if she was if he knew that she wasn't going to make it, like if it was, you know, a terminal disease like that, well, I don't, why, like, how can you have the heart to do that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's like fresh, like you freshly separated. Well, also, what was Lisa <laughs> thinking? Like, oh, yeah, it's totally okay. They're going to get a divorce. Like, bitch, please. Girl, what? take your homework and cell phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I that is the character besides that and Dylan. Like I don't uh, uh, I don't like those two. Colleen, you other. should have just like cut them out of your life. They deserve each other. They do. <laughs> He's such a sleazeball. Ew, yeah. Ugh. He's like, my wife works on week uh weeknights. Ew. You're like, ew, get out of here. Yes. That's we so don't gross. need that. Mm-mm. I love the fact, like, in the first chapter where he gets onto the elevator and he asks her where she's going and she hits all the buttons. Right. She's <laughs> like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, hell no. Right. Uh, so, good job, Tate. You had enough sense about you on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely something, like, to think about because people are creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was very much creepy. Um, I thought, um, going back to Rachel and Miles, I I was trying to put myself in their shoes. I mean, being a senior in high school and, and whatnot, I was like, man, would I have the balls about me to, like, play house with somebody if my parents weren't out of town? I was like, yeah, this would not be my life. Mm-mm. I'd be so scared. Right? I'd be like, what was that? They're home. <laughs> They're home. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it was it was interesting that they, like, used that term a lot. They're like, oh, we're playing house. It's like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. And then 
it was kind of foreshadowing in my opinion. Yeah. After I learned that she gets pregnant and everything, I was like, oh, they were definitely playing house. Um, but also with that, like whenever, because they, during that time they had unprotected sex or whatever. And then fast forward to when Tate and Miles have unprotected sex and he like loses his shit. I'm like, man, you should know better. Like, if you know that that's a trigger for you, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, that just, for me, like, I just could not help but think about how big of a guy Miles was when he was younger. Like, how many 18-year-olds do you know that, you know, get a girl pregnant and then they're just like, oh, see ya. Right. Because they're 18 and they're not ready for that commitment. And she totally thought that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because she, she's like, I hate you, you know, pushing him and all that. And made me sad for that her. That was so sad. And then he had all the pamphlets that he was like, no, I went to go find housing for us. I was yeah. like, oh. I know. Miles. I know. I think I love you. I know. But you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> I know. He, well, kind of. What did you think about, like, the spice level of this book. Mm, it was like a one. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> what I the can't. hell are you reading, Blair? <laughs> okay, maybe it was like a two. But it was not past a two. I've read way worse than that. <laughs> Okay. Well, hey. if you want to follow what Blair is reading, please find her on Goodreads. See all of her nasty recommendations. No, I would totally, I totally echo that. Yeah, this is a podcast after dark. <laughs> no, I would, I would say spice level like a two. Like I think we could have used more. Yeah. Definitely. Come on, Coho. But you know, Coho isn't all about that spiciness. No, she she's not. Well, and you know what I've realized lately? Because I'm on the Coho fan page on Facebook. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, is that there's a lot of younger girls yes. that read her books. And so yeah. I understand why she doesn't write like super spicy stuff, I guess. Yeah. But I think the like the theme of this book wasn't is not like something that I would want like my 12 or 13 year old to read no and that's what I'm saying is like it was so um I felt like it would have been relevant to the story for it to be more spicy in my opinion oh yeah you know what I mean like I get you know I'm I'm glad that she writes that way so she can you know have a more broad audience but mm, I would have appreciated if it was just a little more just give us a little more yeah for your adult readers <laughs> yeah Coho. like give yeah. us the uh reading after dark yeah the r-rated version please right so. r or x-rated <laughs> <laughs> again what are you reading blair <laughs> i don't kiss and tell okay <laughs> oh, oh that's too funny um so, how do you feel overall, like, if this book was to continue on as, like, a sequel, would you read it? I would, yeah. I would. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And I listened to it on audio for the second time before the, before, you know, today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I 
I don't, I can't focus on audiobooks as well as I do when I sit down and read the words. So I don't remember a lot of like the epilogue. But obviously they like get married and get together. They have their own kid. They have a daughter. Sam. Sam, that's right. So the epilogue happens in the hospital. That's right. When yes. she's giving birth to Sam. That's right. Uh, I think that that was a very, very good way of wrapping up this book. I do too. So, have you read November 9 by Colleen Hoover? Yes. Did you pick up on the fact that Tate and Miles are in November 9? It's been a, I think that was the second book I read after this one. So, mm-hmm. back in September, I read it. Um, so, it's been a while, but I v- vaguely remember it. Yes. I thought that that was like one of the coolest things because I read Ugly Love, fell in love with these two um, in their crazy romance and then i read november 9 which november 9 is on a whole different level for Uh me um but yeah i i enjoyed that corbin and tate and miles were included in that and you could kind of see the continuation of ugly love but in that novel yep i know that was really Good job, Coho. It was. It was a really good job. It gave me, like, the closure that I needed for the Tate and Miles story. You know, it's so cool how she, like, integrates the characters like that. Like, again, you have to have a good imagination because you have to make sure it all adds up. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I agree, yeah. Oh, Coho. I'd love to meet her. Oh, me too. We need to go to her bookstore. Yeah, before it closes. Yeah, it closes in June. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that uh, I, I I love the fact that she has, like, such a cult following. Oh, yeah. Her fans are, like, ride or die. Yeah, like, for sure. Don't don't hate on Colleen because, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you guys that don't know Blair and I, we're based out of Waco, Texas, which is magnolia central central fixer upper hgtv yeah and so we get people that travel from countries abroad to come to waco and so they also have a cult following just following on this one so sulfur springs where coho's store is that's where i mean it's two hours away yeah and i was reading on her cohorts page that people are coming from international to go to the bookstore. I'm just like, oh my God, they're just like Magnolia. It's right? Like, it's I, like a cult. I bet Sulphur Springs is lit right now. <laughs> and that's a tiny little town. Yeah. it's. I mean, isn't it kind of like Fredericksburg or somewhere like that? Like yeah. It's super small. It's little. Yeah. Huh. So. I bet they got some cute Airbnbs we can rent. Hey, girl. Hey, we're about to be tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Coho, we're coming for you, girl. Right? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like her books. I, I think that this was a good one to cover. Um, it's a good one if somebody has not read Colleen Hoover yet. Yeah. And so I'm excited for some people to read and discover Colleen Hoover because she, is this the, is this my favorite book that she's written? Yeah, it's up there. It's in like my top five. I think that... It is a very good book for people that have never read her. Yeah. Because they'll be hooked. Right. I do too. Um, well, that's what, that was me. Yeah. This was my first, co- it was my first book that I had read since like high school. 
Right. And I think that um, for this book and for people that have never read her, I think that they'll be like, oh, my God, like it was, it's an easy read mm-hmm. for one. Yeah. Um, it's not super long. And it flows really, really well. And it's relatable, super relatable. Because things like that happen every day. Like, you know, the friends with benefits type thing. And oh my gosh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Preaching to the choir girl. In my in my <laughs> in my in former years. <laughs> in my former years. I was about to say, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, not right now. I'm happily married. Um I I I think that this book was the first book that I've read. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't like reading up until like a, about a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And this is the first book that I read that was dual points of view. I love where it that goes about from Tate, it. And that had me hooked. Yes. I was like, I need more books like this. I yes. don't care what they are. I will read them no matter what the genre is. I want dual points of view. Yeah, I really liked it too because... You like if you only get one point of view, you're guessing the entire time what the other person what the, thinks. Yeah, you're like, wait, what are they thinking? Where's their head at? But with this, it lays it all out there for you. And well, however, it's past Miles' point of view, yeah. past his past lot, his past self. So you don't really know what he's thinking up until you get to the accident scene and all that. Yeah, I think but I think that she did a really good job on this book though because even whenever it was like the past, like the past miles, it slowly like it like it was kind of relating to what was going on in current Tate. Right. And so I think that you got like little breadcrumbs along the way and you're like, "Hmm, maybe this is why he's like this." It definitely was not hard because it was a dual timeline and a dual point of view. And it was easy. It was a very easy to follow. Yeah. It, it wasn't was, like This know. is one I recommend to everybody that isn't really into reading that wants to read. They're like, "Oh, what's your favorite book?" I'm like, "Ugly Love." Read that one. Read Start that. with that one. Yeah. And it's not super spicy. So for those people that are just not into well let's just be honest you don't get into that till later you I mean you don't come out swinging you know <laughs> you're like I want to start reading what am I gonna read <laughs> let me let me get on Spice. Blair's list and <laughs> pick out one of these that's an ec- uh, x-rated list <laughs> maybe we'll cover some of those but I think that uh, our podcast is more mainstream <laughs> from our x-rated yeah reads some of those conversations can get a little awkward <laughs> <laughs> for sure i um i i did appreciate this book though and i'm glad that we covered it um i think what this is a burning question for you um what did you think about the scene where like she goes into his apartment and it's like barren and then a couple chapters later he's like hey you want to go on an errand with me and yeah. It, and he picks out all of that stuff. What did you think of that? Like, well, first of all, the f- okay, the first time I read it, I was like, mm, you just told her you don't want anything more than just basically not even friends. They weren't even friends. So you can't even say friends with benefits. Just like benefits. Yeah. Just benefits. Like, You're just my benefit. Yeah. Just F buddies, I guess. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's a good way of putting it. <laughs> but um, I'm like, you don't take your benefit. 
<laughs> Sorry. You don't take your benefit. Uh, decor, decor shopping. Decor? Decor? Yeah, that's what she was doing. I'm getting a little, uh, (laughs) she's getting a little heated, y'all. Um, decor, decor shopping. Yeah. Yeah. You don't take your, your benefit, dude. You don't take your side chick with you to Hobby Lobby to pick out some decorations for your apartment. Yeah. I was like. Again, reading it for the second time, I think I had a little bit different view of it because I already knew what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to read it in a more of, I guess, an analytical way where I really thought through like what Coho was writing. And so with that, I took it as kind of symbolism of him like breaking down some walls. Right. And like adding like him adding decor to his barren apartment right. was like him breaking down his walls with Tate yeah, and letting her in in. Yeah. yeah. And so I, if you, if you haven't read ugly love for the second time, I would suggest reading it again or even listen to it. Yeah. It, it, it because it just hits a little differently because you, yes, it is one of my favorite books. But also, like, there's a lot of symbolism and things like that that go into it that if you're just absorbing, like, what's going on with Tate, right? you're not, maybe not seeing everything from the analytical side of it. Right. The symbolism side. I right. don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but you get what I'm saying. Right. You you don't get a chance to, on the second time around, you really, it's like watching a movie for the second time. You notice more things. The Easter eggs. Right. Those are the little breadcrumbs. Yep. Thanks, Coho. Yep. We were hungry for those. <laughs> Gobble them up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, too funny. <laughs> if we were to make this into a movie, do you have characters for this? Um, You know, I don't watch a whole lot of movies, so I don't have any good, like, cast, like, right off the top of my head. Um, yeah, no. I envision Tate to be someone like... I envision her to be, I know she doesn't look like this, but I envision her to be someone who has the um, mannerisms and personality as like Blake Lively or someone like that. We love our Blake Lively. Um, I feel like every time I go to a character, she's so versatile. She like, is. Um. So have you have you watched um, what is that show? What is the it? Kissing Booth. Have you watched the Kissing Booth? Okay. So that cast works pretty well with this, except for like the main character. Um. But there is a girl in there, and I'm terrible with actresses' names, but there's a girl in there that plays the love interest of the best friend, Mm -hmm. and she is, like, what I envision Rachel to be. She's very, like, mousy, and, like, she's very sweet, but, like, just very mousy and reserved. Right. I was like, that's who I envisioned. Wait, Rachel or Tate? That's who I envisioned Rachel to be. Okay. Uh, For Tate, definitely, like, a... I think Blake Lively may be too, like, strong of a character for her. I think so, because I feel like anybody 
Blake Lively would play has to be like Lily from It Ends With Us, like standing up for themselves, like yeah. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Um, I think that Tate could be like somebody like Dakota Johnson, right? From Fifty Shades. Like just very submissive. Yeah, I can't I can't even picture who that is. I think that's her name. See, we're terrible with this. We need to get, we need to work on our. We need to do our homework. <laughs> people are gonna be like, yeah, we're, we're too busy reading. We don't do homework. Yeah. So, like, I can envision people in my head whenever right. I'm reading, but I'm like, what is that person's name? Well, it's almost I don't I don't even envision like movie stars. I envision like people, but they don't really have like a set face. They just they're it's like a dream. Yeah, like their face is like kind of not blurry, but it's like cloudy. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's so interesting. <laughs> okay. Weird. Y'all. Okay. Now this is a poll question. Hit us up on socials and let us know how you envision characters in books. Yes. Because you, I think, I think that's, that's important. It is. How do you envision them? I, I would say, um, you relate them to character, like real life people. Uh, maybe not real life people, but like their characteristics. I, yeah, I I guess. I mean, the like Rachel was the one that I, that stood out because we talked about this on a few podcasts ago. Like, who would you cast for such and such? And I, while reading this, I was like, oh, who would that be? Who would that be? And that's where the Rachel came came into mind because I was like, oh, it's that chick from the kissing booth. Yeah. Um, I could see. The guy that they cast for It Ends With Us being Miles. Which one? For Atlas or Ryle? For Ryle. I don't... Uh, uh-uh. 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 I imagine Miles being like a golden retriever guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're such a good boy. <laughs> Stop. Stop. This is not a smut novel. Stop. You made it into it. <laughs> Um, no, I envision him being like a little muscular, kind of pretty tall, um, brown hair. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't see that guy. I don't know what his name is, but he's not going to be a good Ryle either. I don't, I don't care for the, he was great on Jane the Virgin though. He played, he played like the love interest on Jane the Virgin and he did a good job with that. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good actor. I've never uh, seen that show, but I didn't know. Up I, your up your Annie here. I know, I know. I don't stop picture, reading books. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't picture him as Ryle though. I, I don't know. Yeah, for Ryle, I don't think that that's who I would have pictured either. For it ends with us, but hey, you know what? It should be a good movie. Oh, absolutely. So, do you think that they should adapt Ugly Love into a movie? Um. I don't, I, uh, no. I'm a no. Yeah, no. I'm a no just because I think, one, it would be a quick movie. But, two, I don't know if it would do justice for the book. No, I don't think so because, yeah, uh-uh. No. Yeah, this one would be, the book is way better than the movie. Well, not just that because... It would be a lot to try. It was. It's a lot of like internal dialogue when you're in Miles's point of view when he was younger. It's a lot of him, like his thoughts and 
such you Rachel, know Rachel 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 it's a lot of his uh poetry or whatever I wonder if he would be sitting at a desk <laughs> writing these things Rachel 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 I bet he can't write that fast <laughs> it just depends on how fast you're reading it it could be Rachel 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 yeah who knows <laughs> but um yeah no I I don't I don't think it definitely would not be as good as a book that's for sure yeah I agree like it needs to stay a book so it doesn't ruin it. Yeah, don't ruin it. Coho, don't sell the rights to this one. Nope. Don't you, do it. You leave this one alone. Let us have our ugly love and peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would say that, like, some of my, like, favorite things, like, when Cap talks about how love is ugly, I'm like, oh, Cap, you're so sweet. I know. And then, oh, my gosh, that bomb or that bomb at the end of the book where he said he's known Miles his whole life. Yeah. Because he used to work for his family. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. That, that blew my mind. I was yeah. like, what? I hated that he was being mean to him. I know. I was like, why are you so mean to this little old man who pees on himself? I know. He can't, he can't help, help himself. <laughs> Poor cat. Oh, yeah. He's adorable, though. He is. I think that he would be, like, a fun little person to hang out with. I can see why Tate would would make him his, her best friend. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He had the most, he had the best little personality. And what did you think about um, whenever he told his love story about that woman he left for two weeks at a time because she was married or whatever? Yeah. Oh, but she was in an abusive situation. Yeah. That made me sad. It is sad. First off, it made me sad because she felt like back then she couldn't get out of the situation. And it secondly made me sad because he could never have like a full blown like life with her. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. That would be so sad. It would be sad. It would be fun on the two weeks, but then when she goes <laughs> back home. I, I you know, and I think that sharing stories like that really helped it hit home that love, love is not perfect. No. Love is hard. Love has to, you have to do certain things to achieve love and to keep love. And I think that that was very, very clear throughout the book, that it's just not perfect. No, it's definitely ugly at times. Yeah. Definitely. I, I would agree. Uh, but I think it, at the end, you realize that, it, and again, Reading it for the second time made me, like, look at things a little bit differently. But I think that at the end you realize, man, it is so worth it. Yeah, not to give up on someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It made my heart, like, we're, swell. We're going to cry <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm going to keep it together. <laughs> You're getting a little soft on me over there, Brittany. I know. It's just because I love love so much. I know. <laughs> Oh man, so this was a great episode. Um I really appreciate everybody listening um and dealing with our laughter and our Right. Listen, if you don't laugh during these episodes and I don't know, there's something wrong. Like you need to be <laughs> laughing at us laughing at the very least. Um and also we say it every time, but if you have book recs, please send us a DM. Um also we love, love, love hearing from you guys. So yes. let forget. us let us know what you want to hear, yep. what you want us to read. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. It's by the cover underscore podcast. We're pretty active on there. Um, 
yeah, let us know. Message us. Like, we want this to be interactive. Y'all don't just watch from the sidelines. Yeah. Reach out. Talk to us. Yeah. We're social. We are social. We talk a lot. <laughs> Not just when we're in the here, but outside too. Yeah. We we love our listeners. We love our followers. Um and and share our podcast. If you think that we're funny or you got something out of it or you just want to share a good book and give somebody like a backstory on it, then uh share our podcast. Yeah. But just warn warn your friends that they have to read the book before they listen listen to us because we are not spoiler free. Yeah, we definitely spoil everything. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. We really enjoyed it, guys. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>